Welcome to a new episode from English Plus Podcast. This episode is about mythology, myths and legends. Our weekly episode about those interesting stories. And today we're going to talk about fruit in mythology. Because there's a lot of mention for fruit in mythology. Let's talk about this. As you will find the stories we will mention in this episode very interesting. Now, before we start, let me tell you that we're going to have a lot of interesting premium content coming your way starting from next week. That is, I'm talking about premium episodes, premium courses. We have a vocabulary building course, business English course. We have a literature course if you're interested. It's going to be very interesting. You can have access to all of that if you become a patron of English Plus on Patreon. The link is in the description of the episode. Go ahead to our website, englishpluspodcast.com, and to our Patreon page, and check out the great stuff you can get if you decide to become a patron of English Plus. Now, that being said, let's dive right in and talk about fruit in mythology. Fruit appears in myths from around the world. Often it is a symbol of abundance associated with goddesses of fertility, plenty, and the harvest. Sometimes, however, fruit represents earthly pleasures, overindulgence, and temptation. Specific kinds of fruit have acquired their own symbolic meanings in the myths and legends of different cultures. Many of the most significant fruit in world mythology, such as the apple, have different meanings to different cultures. Sometimes the same fruit can represent different things in different myths within the same culture. Now we will talk about the major fruits found in mythology and we will provide examples from the myths of various cultures. Now let's start with the apple. Apples are brimming with symbolic meanings and mythic associations. In China, they represent peace, and apple blossoms are a symbol of women's beauty. In other traditions, they can signify wisdom, joy, fertility, and youthfulness. Apples play an important part in several Greek myths. Hera, queen of the gods, owned some precious apple trees that she had received as a wedding present from Gaia, the Earth Mother. Tended by the Hesperides, the daughters of evening, and guarded by a fierce dragon, these trees grew in a garden somewhere far in the west. Their apples were golden, tasted like honey, and had magical powers. They could heal the sick or injured, they renewed themselves as they were eaten, and if thrown, they always hit their target and then returned to the thrower's hand. For the eleventh of his twelve great labors, the hero Heracles, also known as Heracles, had to obtain some of these apples. After a long, difficult journey across North Africa, he enlisted the help of the giant Atlas, who entered the garden, strangled the dragon, and obtained the fruit. Heracles took the apples to Greece, but Athena returned them to the Hesperides. A golden apple stolen from Hera's garden caused the Trojan War, one of the key events in Greek mythology. Eris, the goddess of discord or conflict, was angry not to be included among the gods asked to attend a wedding feast. Arriving uninvited, she threw one of the apples labeled for the fairest onto the table at the feast. Hera, Athena, and Aphrodite each assumed that the apple was meant for her. They asked Paris, a prince of Troy, to settle the matter, and he awarded the apple to Aphrodite. In revenge, Hera and Athena supported the Greeks in the war that led to the fall of Troy. People still use the phrase apple of discord to refer to something that provokes an argument. In Norse mythology, apples are a symbol of eternal youth. Legend says that the goddess Ethun guarded the magical golden apples that kept the gods young. 
But after the trickster god Loki allowed Itung to be carried off to the realm of the giants, the gods began to grow old and gray. They forced Loki to recapture Itung from the giants. Celtic mythology also mentions apples as the fruit of the gods and of immortality, or the ability to live forever. Today, the apple is often associated with an episode of temptation described in Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, lived in a garden paradise called Eden. God forbade them to eat the fruit of one tree that grew in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When they gave in to temptation and tasted the fruit, God drove them out of the garden of Eden for breaking his commandment. Many people picture the forbidden fruit as an apple because it has been portrayed that way for centuries in European artworks. However, the apple was unknown in the Near East when the Bible was written there. The biblical description of the tree in the Garden of Eden does not name a specific fruit, and in some traditions, the forbidden fruit has been imagined as a fig, a pear, or a pomegranate. Now let's talk about something other than the apple. I know that we talked a lot about the apple, but the apple is the most important fruit in mythology. Let's talk about breadfruit. Now, the breadfruit, which is a round fruit that can be baked and eaten like bread, is an important staple food in Polynesia. Myths about the origin of the breadfruit are found on several Polynesian islands. One story told in Hawaii takes place during a famine. A man named Ulu, who died in the famine, was buried beside a spring. During the night, his family heard the rustle of flowers and leaves drifting to the ground. Next came a thumping sound of falling fruit. In the morning, the people found a breadfruit tree growing near the spring and the fruit from the tree saved them from the famine. And now let's talk about peaches. Peaches can symbolize immortality or fertility. One hero of Japanese folklore, Momotaro, is said to have been sent from heaven to earth inside a giant peach found floating down a river by an old woman. In some versions of the myth, the old woman and her husband eat pieces of the peach and become younger. One Chinese legend tells of the goddess Ji Wang Mu, in whose garden the peaches of immortality were gathered by the gods every 6,000 years. Peaches were commonly believed to extend life to those who ate them. Now let's talk about coconut. People in tropical regions consume the milk and meat of the coconut and use the oil and empty shells for various purposes. According to a legend from Tahiti, the first coconut came from the head of an eel named Tuna. When the moon goddess Hina fell in love with the eel, her brother Maui killed it and told her to plant the head in the ground. However, Hina left the head beside a stream and forgot about it. When she remembered Maui's instructions and returned to search for the head, she found that it had grown into a coconut tree. And now let's talk about figs. Native to the Mediterranean region, the fig tree appears in some images of the Garden of Eden. After eating the forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve covered their nakedness with leaves that are usually said to be from the fig tree. An Islamic tradition mentions two forbidden trees in Eden, a fig tree and an olive tree. In Greek and Roman mythology, figs are sometimes associated with Dionysus, god of wine and drunkenness, and with Priapus, a satyr who symbolized sexual desire. The fig tree has a sacred meaning for Buddhists. According to Buddhist legend, the founder of the religion, Siddhartha Gautama, or the Buddha, achieved enlightenment one day in 528 BCE while sitting under a bow tree, a kind of fig tree. 
the bow or Bodhi tree remains a symbol of enlightenment. Now let's talk about pears. In Greek and Roman mythology, pears are sacred to these goddesses, Hera, Aphrodite, and Pomona, an Italian goddess of gardens and harvests. The ancient Chinese believed that the pear was a symbol of immortality. Pear trees live for a long time, actually. In Chinese, the word li means both pear and separation. And for this reason, tradition says that to avoid a separation, friends and lovers should not divide pears between themselves. Now let's talk about plums. The blossom of the plum tree, even more than the fruit, has meaning in East Asia. Appearing early in the spring before the trees have leaves, the blossoms are a symbol of a young woman's early beauty. The cover on a bridal bed is sometimes called a plum blossom blanket. The blossom has another meaning as well. Its five petals represent the five traditional Chinese gods of happiness. And now, let's move on and talk about pomegranate. For thousands of years, the pomegranate, a juicy red fruit with many seeds, has been a source of food and herbal medicines in the Near East and the Eastern Mediterranean. Its many seeds made it a symbol of fertility, for out of one fruit could come many more. To the Romans, the pomegranate signifies marriage, and brides wore pomegranate twig reeds. Pomegranate seeds appear in the Greek myth of the goddess Demeter, protector of grain, crops, and the earth's bounty, and her daughter Persephone. One day Persephone was picking flowers when Hades, the king of the underworld, or land of the dead, seized her and carried her to his dark realm to be his bride. Grief-stricken, Demeter refused to let crops grow. All of humankind would have starved if Zeus had not ordered Hades to release Persephone. Hades let her go, but first he convinced her to eat some pomegranate seeds. Having once eaten the food of the underworld, Persephone could never be free of the place. She was fated to spend part of each year there. For those months, the world becomes barren. But when Persephone returns to her mother, the earth again produces flowers, fruit, and grain. And that is the origin of the seasons according to Greek mythology. Now let's move to strawberries. Strawberries have special meaning to the Seneca of the northeastern United States. Because strawberries are the first fruit of the year to ripen, they are associated with spring and rebirth. The Seneca also say that strawberries grow along the path to the heavens and that they can bring good health. Now, although there are many different kinds of fruit found throughout the world, a large number of myths are centered on a handful of different fruits. This may be due to the fact that growing regions for these fruits overlap the larger ancient society that are known for documenting their beliefs, such as the Greeks. Fruits such as bananas and oranges may be just as significant to other smaller groups whose myths have yet to receive the same level of study. This favoring of certain fruits may also represent the cultural and dietary significance of some fruits over other fruits. Many fruits have retained their mythical significance and symbolism into modern times through art and tradition. The apple is probably the most significant fruit in mythological art and literature. But this can be at least partially explained by how the word apple was used in previous centuries. The word was applied as a general term for many kinds of fruit and was often used to mean simply fruit. The apple plays a significant role in the fairy tale of Snow White, especially the 1937 Disney animated adaptation Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, in which an evil queen disguised as an old woman tempts Snow White with a beautiful red apple that turns out to be poisoned. 
apples still signify knowledge and are a traditional gift for teachers on the first day of the school year, New York City is nicknamed the Big Apple. How it got its nickname is a matter of debate, but the general idea is that the apple symbolizes opportunity and plenty. Other fruits have also made their mark on modern culture. In Asia, the word peach is frequently used as slang for a young woman or a bride, reflecting the fruit's association with youth and life. Pomegranates are often broken on the ground at Greek weddings to bring good luck to the couple. Now, that being said, that'll be everything I put together to tell you about the role of fruit in mythology. I hope you found the information interesting. I hope you learned something new, or at least you had a good time listening to our podcast. Remember that you can find a lot more on our website, EnglishPlusPodcast.com. Take the link you can find in the description. Go to our website, and don't forget about English Plus Premium, where you can get a lot of premium episodes, courses, discussion forums, and more. You can also find the link to our Patreon page in the description. Now, with that being said, this is your host, Danny. I would like to thank you very much for listening to another episode from English Plus Podcast. I will see you next time. <music>